Justin Trudeau calls an election sending Manitobans to the polls. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Quick question. Are you guys ready for a general election? Like this coming out of the global pandemic or possibly heading into a fourth wave of the pandemic, does that play into your thought process at all or your opinions on having uh, a general election? I can tell you personally that COVID doesn't really play into my um, thought process on the elections, but I do find it hypocritical that the Liberals' Justin Trudeau is calling one when he's so adamant on the restrictions and the lockdowns, and now in another month he's going to call a general election. It makes no sense. But either way, Manitoba, I want to hear from you guys. What are your opinions on having an election. Let me know in the comments below. All right, Manitoba. Like I said, big news. Justin Trudeau calls an election. And this comes after he repeatedly kept denying that he was going to call one. Like this is one of the more frustrating parts, one of the more frustrating things in politics. And that goes for all parties. They lie and they just lie so often. Just bold-faced lies. Justin Trudeau was asked throughout July and August if he was going to call an election. He was asked numerous times and he would look straight into the camera and lie and say that he wasn't going to call one. And now we're just supposed to accept the fact that he lied right to our faces like a week ago and we're just supposed to forget about it and move on. Like it's so frustrating. And the media does not call him on it at all. And I mean, even if they do call him on it, nothing happens. Nobody cares. The news cycle moves on and the lies just pile up. And and like I said, that does go for all politicians. It's so fucking frustrating when they lie right to your face. And then they expect you to believe the next sentence they say. It's ridiculous. But this election is coming two years early. Here in Canada, we do have an election every four years, and we actually have legislation in place to prevent elections from being called early. Um, There was a bill passed that was put forward by then-Prime Minister Stephen Harper back in 2009, uh, like I said, to prevent elections from being called early. But there are some workarounds, obviously. Um, When you have a minority government, you could ask the governor general to dissolve the parliament. If they agree, it would trigger a general election. And another way that a general election can be called early is if there's a vote of no confidence and the majority of MPs vote in favor of a no confidence vote. There are 338 seats in the House of Commons. So to hit that majority mark, 170 votes would be needed. And if that happens, uh, then the Prime Minister is required to submit his resignation to the Governor-General. Then the Governor-General can either invite the leader of another party or coalition to attempt to form a new government in the House of Commons, or, once again, they would dissolve Parliament 
and a general election would be called. And this did happen a couple years back. The Conservatives did initiate a vote of no confidence against Trudeau, but um, it had some. I think it had something to do with SNC Lavalin scandal or the Wee scandal. It was one of his numerous scandals that Justin Trudeau's part of. But they initiated a no confidence vote. But like most legislation the Liberals are putting through, the NDP sided with the Liberals, so um, they did not hit that majority mark of no confidence. But according to the polls and uh, all the political pundits here in Canada, they are all saying that right now is the best chance for Trudeau in forming a majority government. And that he, he, he and the Liberals might not hold such a big lead two years from now when the election is supposed to take place. So uh, according to CBC Poll Tracker, the Liberals lead in the polling with 35.6%, Conservatives at 28.8%, and then NDP at 19.3%, and then the Bloc at 66 the Greens at 4.8%, and all other parties combined at 4.9%. I'm assuming the majority of that would be from the PPC. But this is why Harper put forth the fixed election dates. So you can't just call an election when the polls are suiting you. When you have a minority government, you need the support of other parties to pass legislation. So it's supposed to prevent minority governments to call an election whenever the polls are telling them that this is a good chance that they have to form a majority government. So this is something that all Trudeau's political opponents are pointing to. They are all saying that Trudeau is calling this snap election in a selfish attempt to form a majority government. And that's Aaron O'Toole of the Conservatives, Jagmeet Singh of the NDP, Yves Blanchet of the Bloc Québécois, Anime Paul of the Green Party, and Maxime Bernier of the People's Party of Canada. All of them are calling Trudeau out on what they are say, saying this is nothing more than a power grab and like I said, in an attempt to form a majority government. You know, he's just looking at the polls, and he's seen that the Liberals have the support of the people right now, unfortunately, in my opinion, and um, he's trying to take advantage of it. Trudeau, of course, is denying this. He is saying this is a chance for Canadians to weigh in on important decisions coming out of a global pandemic and the direction on... where Canada is going to go next. I mean, but this is something that even his supporters are having a hard time justifying. Since they generally have been in favor of the lockdowns and restrictions that have been put in place over the last 17 months due to C-19. Um, So, I mean, especially, actually, especially on social media, but even on mainstream media, liberal supporters are having a hard time um, justifying Trudeau calling this snap election. But regardless, no matter what, there will be an election and it's going to be held in September on September 20th. So uh, for all you guys, make sure you guys are all registered to vote. Um, so, you know, make your voice count. If you're not happy with the situation today, um, vote accordingly. But like I said earlier, there are 338 seats in the House of Commons, which represents 338 ridings or districts. 
Here in Manitoba, our province is broken into 14 ridings, so we send 14 MPs to the House of Commons. And in order to win the seat in Canada, we use an electoral system that is referred to as first past the post, meaning the candidate with the most votes in that riding wins the seat, regardless of how much of that vote they won. So even if it's less than 50% of the votes, they still win. So quote-unquote political experts, I mean, whatever the fuck that means, whatever a political expert is, um, they're predicting that there isn't going to be much change here in the province of Manitoba. They're, they're, they're saying there, there's going to be a few tight races, maybe, but they're saying that the biggest change is going to see how many unhappy conservatives leave um, the party and vote PPC. That's People's Party of Canada. The funny thing is they won't actually name the party. Um, they just say that they'll be watching to see how many conservatives go further right. And it, another funny thing is I don't even hear the PPC being mentioned on TV either. Like, I mean, I kind of understand uh, because like they don't hold the high percentile of the votes and they are fairly new, like a new party. But it sure seems like they're making waves at least on social media, anyways. But they're getting zero coverage in the mainstream media. But just so you know, if you're planning on voting for PPC here in Manitoba, um, according to the website as of now, they don't have a candidate running in every riding. Um, so you guys will have to check and see who's actually um, running in your um, district. But like I said, according to the experts, the races that they are predicting to be close here in Manitoba is uh, one of them is the conservative held seat of Charleswood, St. James, Assiniboia, Headingley. And that's currently being held by Marty Morans. They feel that the liberals might be able to get some momentum there and take that seat back. The liberal that's trying to do that is Doug Eelson, who held the seat uh, before Marty. And the other race that they claim might be a tight one is Winnipeg South, which is currently being held by Liberal MP Terry Dugold. But other than that, they're pretty, pretty much predicting that uh, the same outcome as we have now is going to be it. Like, uh, they're, they're, they're saying that there's going to be really no changes. But I mean, to me, it seems a little early to be predicting outcomes already. But I guess like when you can be consistently wrong and never held accountable and there's no downside to saying whatever you feel like at the time under the guise of being an expert, I mean, you may as well say whatever the hell you want. It's just a shot in the dark. But right now, uh, like, uh, like I said, there's, uh, we have 14 seats in Manitoba right now. Currently, the conservatives hold seven, the liberals hold four, and the NDP hold three of those seats. So, um, I'll give you a, a breakdown of currently the MP, like the incumbents, the MPs that have won those seats. The, uh, three MPs, the three NDP seats are Churchill, Kiwatanuk, Askey, and that's held by Nikki Ashton, Elmwood Transcona. That's held by Daniel Blakey. 
and Winnipeg Center is held by Leah Gazin. And the four seats that are held by the Liberals are Jim Carr is the MP. He holds Winnipeg South Center. Terry Dugald, uh, Winnipeg South. Kevin Lamoureux, Winnipeg North. And Dan Vandell holds the seat St. Boniface, St. Vitell. And the seven conservative seats are Brandon Suris, held by Larry McGuire. Charles Wood, St. James, Assiniboia, Headingley, held by Marty Morans. Dauphin Swan River, Nipawa held by Dan Mazier, Kildonan St. Paul, held by Raquel Dancho, Portage Liscar, held by Candace Bergen, Provincier, held by Ted Falk, and Selkirk Interlake Eastman, held by James Bazan. So that's currently the breakdown of the 14 ridings here in Manitoba. I'm interested to see... uh, uh, you know, if maybe the PPC can take a couple of those conservative seats away. But either way, uh, I mean, I'm assuming that, uh, I mean, by the looks of it, by the sounds of it, Justin Trudeau is going to win again. I just, um, my hope is he just still wins another minority government. He doesn't get that majority. And it's, uh, but either way, I guess we're going to find out. So big changes could be underway in Manitoba in the next year to two years, in, irregardless. Uh, with the federal election happening on September 28th, like I said, of this year, we also have the PC race this fall to elect a new premier since Brian Pallister is stepping down two years early. And a couple of people have expressed some interest in running for the premier spot. Um, one finance minister, Scott Fielding, former conservative MP Shelley Glover, City, finance, uh, City Council Finance Chair Scott Gillingham and Family Ministers Roquel Squires have all expressed interest in running for the premiership. Um, I will keep you guys updated as more names enter that race. And the other future change in the political scene here in the province, uh, Winnipeg Mayor Brian Bowman um, has said numerous times that he won't be running for a third term as Winnipeg's mayor come 2022. So, and there's, I think, I believe there's already some names being tossed around that's that's going to be entering that race. So, like I said, we uh, will be getting a new mayor. Um, yeah, so technically it's possible in the next two years that we'll be getting a new mayor, a new premier, and with any luck, a new prime minister. So, like I said, big changes are possible here in Manitoba. But that is going to do it for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to do a fast episode to give you a quick layout of what's going on in Manitoba in regards to the elections that are taking place on all levels of, go- levels of government. As we get closer to the elections, I'll be doing some more in-depth episodes. I just wanted to briefly touch on it today since... Obviously, the election was announced on Sunday. But like I said, so uh, now you kind of have a grasp of the uh, landscape in Manitoba. Um, But like I said, I'll go into more details in later episodes. But thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, into another show. I really do appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I can't stress enough. Please share if you did like this. It really does help. 
You can follow me on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. Email is MBFreeThinker at gmail.com. Facebook is Manitoba Freethinker. Same with YouTube. I don't usually upload all episodes to YouTube. I'm on most podcast platforms, but if you can't find me, just go to the website mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and you can get all the links to all the episodes there. I love you guys so much and I will catch you guys in a few days. Bye.